Hello there, my name is Anthony Gonzalez-Clark, and this is my podcast. I started it just to try to do my part. You know, be that missing voice over here that that voice, you know, couldn't reach. And now I can talk to these people and connect them to these other voices and bridge that gap and so on and, you know, evangelize of some sort. Where to begin? Well, the election is coming up if you didn't know, and there's a lot of talk about it. So one of the things that I always run into when I'm annoying my friends with questions or when they think I'm agreeing with them and they just say something and I have to comment on it because I always got to open my mouth, always got to comment on something. And then eventually I always, always run into the same things. Politics is boring. I don't like politics because I don't like arguing about things. There's a lot of truth to that. People who are apathetic about politics, nevertheless, are still voting for whomever. Bernie Sanders. Anyways, I'm 29 and people at my age are just just as knowledgeable about politics as they were in high school. Their interest have stagnated their interest in, in in politics have stagnated and where their interests have blossomed are just generally in the very wrong areas. For instance, instead of using like for instance, these days you'll probably run into a lot of people who you don't use their minds to make a decision. But they've used their emotions to make their decisions. Making decisions on how they feel about it rather than ditching their feelings and just doing what is right. But I feel like this is right. Or my heart says... Anyway, okay. So if I were to give anyone some advice, someone who's just remotely interested about politics, it would be one of caution, of warning. And then I'd try to make it exciting in some way. And this was what this is what I would try to do. There'd be caution, there'd be... Ex- but and excitement. Whether you believe it or not, and it's very popular to think this, to not believe this, that you have a worldview, but you have a worldview. You have a set of ideas about life. You have biases, likes and dislikes. You have a philosophy, an ideology. And if you are interested in politics, I mean really interested in getting gaining any understanding, you're going to be challenged. You're going to be challenged on those ideas. You're going to be challenged on that ideology. And you're going to be challenged in a way that you never thought possible. Now, when I say challenged, that's the turnoff. You're going to be challenged on these things. You're not, no one's going to sit there. They're not just going to agree with me. It gets uncomfortable. It takes you places you don't want to go. You can lose friends, close friends. Some friends think that by even questioning any of their views, any of their ideas is an affront. And then you become suspect. What are you, a Christian? What are you, a Republican? So do you shut up? Therefore, let's let's just party. Let's, let's not bring it up. Yeah. Do you act like it's not a problem? Politics is not very popular unless you just agree with the status quo about world opinion. You think about what other people think of you. Do you care more about what people think? All the nice sounding things like minimum wage yeah let's give them a living wage let's give them a living wage universal health care yeah it works in other countries universal health care what if you found out that they aren't uh, it, those aren't capable of being done how does that sound or would you rather hold on to the fantasy and this is the reason a lot of people get out of the business of thinking This is why we have more and more support for a society that tells us what to do rather than to do things for ourselves. Now, that may sound absurd, but if you continue to listen, you'll probably understand what I'm talking about. I mean, I say probably because I try to do my best to make sense, which is something hard for me to do sometimes. Just ask my wife. 
But just remember, look, you will hear things that will frustrate you, agitate your senses beyond description. And, and it will really force you to examine your beliefs if you let it. If you want understanding, if you want to shed the unnecessary and unimportant, you are going to have to become teachable. You're going to come into this with a certain worldview. But if you come out of it with the same worldview, I mean years and years and reading and all this, and you can come out of it with the same worldview, there's a problem. Something happens. Because all you were doing, probably, was listening to people that agree with you, people that share the same view as you, surrounded yourself with people that gave the same amount of effort as you did. I know what you're thinking. Maybe my worldview was just correct from the beginning. All my thoughts and ideas, when challenged and scrutinized, the challengers and scrutinizers could not impart knowledge that I did not already know. Self-examination is a scary thing. Looking at and evaluating your most basic beliefs and values is seen as a threat to, to many people. You may not think so, but a lot of people are scared to evaluate those the, their the, their assumptions. And my path to politics, my... I mean, I make it sound like I'm some former senator or something, but my path into politics, if at an early age, if I listened to the self-esteem movement, that means that any stupid idea I had growing up was just as valid, valid as any other idea, change wouldn't have happened. If I believed in moral relativism, very popular belief, I wouldn't have changed my behavior. It's all the same, no good or evil. Life is what you make of it. What, what's, what's the point? Sex and death, it's all there is to it. That's all there is to believe in, right? Getting into politics really changed my life. And I'm not recommending everyone get into politics. They should know some stuff. But I guess my journey into politics led me to other things, led me to understand this or understand that. And I started out pretty early. Uh, I started out in middle school. But that's a, uh, that's a story for another time. I just want to make the, the, the point that why the examined life is worth living and if that sounds familiar, that's Socrates' famous axiom, uh, the unexamined life is not worth living. And my favorite moments are the moments that would make me reevaluate my world. Now, my favorite moments during this ex examination of my life, examination of these different ideas, led me to moments where I would reevaluate my whole world. Because I, up until that point, I had a certain way I was thinking and I was asking questions here and there. I'd bounce ideas off my friends here and there, off teachers, off everyone. And then I'd just have these moments where it would just make me reevaluate everything and then just kind of think just think about that one moment and how it suddenly changed everything the way I saw life. And I remember one talk specifically. And there were many talks like these, but this one specifically that I want to say here in this introduction is I was talking to a friend about gun control. And I was for having a gun, supporting the Second Amendment and whatnot, and it was a very general view is what I, what I had. And he was against it, and I don't really remember my arguments for it or whatnot were, were, were very persuasive. I think I really quickly sank my teeth in, or, or, you know, I think I didn't really, my whole goal wasn't to persuade him, but was really just make him look stupid, and, and, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I didn't want to do that. Like I look back on it, but my point is that I eventually I threw the million dollar question at him, right? What if someone broke into your home and assaulted your family with a weapon? Now, you know, describing this horrible scenario because you know you're putting him in the position to really think about it personally. Would you? Would I mean? Would having a gun 
have prevented them from getting as far as they did in the assault? You know, if if would have would have prevented the attacker at all? Would it have prevented the attacker if someone? I'm not saying that no one would have wouldn't have died, but would it have equalized the situation? Would it have prevented the whole thing? And I remember his answer. I just remember his answer so clearly. His response was, "We just have to wait to see what happens." And I didn't have a response to that because what do you say to that, right? This was his defense. We just have to wait to see what happens. I remember hearing that and I remember and remember what I said early on that you'll be challenged in ways you never thought possible. Because here was a guy, he was a, it was a friend of mine and I, I, I really respected him and I really I liked him. He was a nice guy. And he said something like this that was just so out there because... This person needed it to happen to him. He needs it to happen to him for it to be real. Now think about that. I thought the question was a a stumper. Like it would really make him think. I mean, I was a young conservative at the time. I was a young, young thinker at the time. And I remember throwing that question at him. And I just, that's the question that did it for me at the time. This is the question I needed at that time in order for me to understand. And what did I understand? This wasn't so much about guns anymore. It was about sad facts about reality. Now, I know everyone has those thoughts that maybe I need to screw up really badly in order for me to appreciate what I have. Maybe I need to experience this to really understand it, to really see if I like it or if I don't like it or whatever. I need to go through this. I, do, I you know, Those thoughts have come to, into my head just like they have come into yours. They are the stupid things we say to ourselves to jumpstart our enthusiasm on life. You know, We want to we wanna be more appreciative and thankful, we want to go, I'll never do that again, <laughs> moments, and the quick fix, now that I know, now I, I know it's bad. It's, this, is, it's, this is self-destructive behavior, and ideas that too many of us take part in, and, and, and don't get me wrong, experience is vital. I mean, how do you think I even came to this conclusion, this sad reality about life, if, if I didn't get into politics, and start finding a passion in it, and, and just going out there, and and asking people questions, my experience in this whole questioning stuff, this whole, it, it led me to that. So, I mean, I, I, I experience is valuable, but this kinds of thinking, the self-destructive behavior, this, like I need to experience it kind of thing. Experience is vital, but this thinking is fatal. My friend at the time wanted to believe that the world out there can't get in here. Oh, he knows it could, but the world out there, as long as he believed it, that, that it had goodwill, as long as he believes in the goodwill of man, as long as he has faith in humanity, that humanity won't come in here and hurt my family. Some people believe that they have to experience this horrific thing in order for it, in order for them to get it. Some people believe that they have to experience this horrific thing in order to get it. How many people need to die in order for you to get it? How many when it's it's it has to happen to you. It has to happen to you for you to get it. Don't we know that life is capricious? Don't we know that anything could happen? Don't we know that? Or or are we so invested in our bubble, our two-mile radius caveman-like life, that we forget that something so small, so insignificant, can come around and burst it? I mean, I remember that ending scene... And I'm sure everyone's seen Cloverfield, where they are saying their last words in the camera at the end of the movie, and the the guy finishes, and it goes to the girl, and she says, Why is this happening? And, like, this doesn't have to be related to guns. Like I said, this this changed my whole thinking about people and beliefs and 
you know, are you going to be the one left sitting there asking while the world is going to crap? Why is this happening? Are you going to continue to rely on the goodwill of man and humans to not hurt you in, in any way, shape, or form? Now, I know, I know what you're thinking. Anthony, there are good people out there. Not everyone is dangerous, okay? Not everyone wants to hurt you. Aren't you promoting paranoia? I'm promoting peace, man, and harmony, and hugs, and waffle eggs, and bacon smiles. Okay. Yes, I don't think everyone wants to kill me. Some people, close, immediate family comes to mind. It's my wife. Anyways. Okay, just think about this. In a country of declining values, in a world of just declining values, just that is promoting moral relativism and self-esteem, so long as I was heard and not corrected, where any stupid idea I say is valid, in a country that where our academic institutions promote multiculturalism, the idea that no culture is better than one another, Islamic societies pushing homosexuals off buildings, mutilating women's genitals, men marrying children, do you think it's more probable that people care more about themselves than others? Even in the smallest things like, has piracy of music, movies, TV, has it gone up or down? Has respect for teachers, preachers, elders, your parents, what authorities, has, it, has respect for them gone up or down? Wouldn't you agree that the culture is promoting this me, 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 me culture? So I don't want to go too far off the point I was initially trying to make, right? Is what I would say to you, what would the advice be, was that there's caution and there's a lot of caution, a lot of warning. I'm sure I've triggered something in you right now. Look how, I mean, th this is how ex exciting it is. This, this path of the examined life. And I'm sure I didn't make anything exciting for you. But, but I'll keep trying. It's not for the weak-minded. Or those whose sensibilities are easily offended. I mean, on your way, you may not finish to the end. You may give up. It's, it's, it's difficult, like I said earlier. But if, if you have courage, the heart, the honesty of character, if you value truth, it may give rise to a wiser way of life. Now, I'm not trying to convert you to Christianity or conservatism, or leftism, even though it may sound that way, I'm here to just say the simple truth. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. John 10.10. 10. Live life to the fullest, right? Right? All right. Well, that was my little introduction. Hope you liked it. I'll be coming back time to time, do these little small shows. I'll be back soon. I'm Anthony Gonzalez-Clark. Thanks for listening.